Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Dylan Adler. Dylan Adler, how the hell are you, man? I'm good. I, I woke up. I woke up recently. I'm very, um, <laughs> I'm very good though. I'm feeling energized. Dude, the best part of waking up is to cop with comic podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Where can people find you? Do online comedy? You know, like where were you playing before, or uh, just where are they going to track you during this quarantine? You can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Adler underscore or Twitter at Dylan Adler six. I have some YouTube videos up, but um, before everything went down, you, um, I was doing some caveat shows uh, with my friend Kelly, um, the show uh, Rape Victims Are Horny Too. So you can check that out if, if you want. Uh, yeah, that's your show, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I was always one. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, yeah, tell me about that show because, yeah, she, she's got a lot of she got a lot of press for her what, inter- interaction with uh, what's his name? Weinstein, Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know, Kelly was on a show where Harvey Weinstein was in the audience yeah. and she called out Harvey Weinstein and like because no one was talking about it. Everyone was like pretending it was OK. And she got a huge amount of um, press around that and, yeah. you know, for calling that out. And then she like started a whole festival around like um rape victims actually telling jokes about it and then i was on that show and then that's how we met and then we like started our own like kind of like our show of doing material about trauma and stuff and that and we're going to continue doing that once uh quarantine is over so that that's how that's how we met and i think she's awesome she's like one of my favorite people and are you comfortable talking about that on the podcast we we had planned to talk about something else but i forgot that you're you're that dude yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> I'm comfortable talking about that. Okay, so yeah, how do you you know how do you deal with um, you know the trauma of sexual assault in a way that it's uh it's honest, it's authentic, but also everybody in the audience is just fucking laughing at every word. You know, I this I, when I first was doing, I was I was like really afraid to do jokes about like um, my my rape because I thought like oh god like. I, I didn't really see many guys doing, or or even like uh, um, queer people or guys talking about experience with sexual assault or rape. So I thought, oh my, like, is are people gonna believe me or no one's gonna believe me because I'm a I'm a guy talking about this, or they'll think I'm making a joke about it and they're gonna hate me. So, right. but I feel lucky that I haven't had that response. And you know, I I do a lot of it at mics and at shows I try out a lot of material about it and sometimes like sometimes it does get like a positive response from especially like trauma victims but sometimes like the audience will like clench up and be like oh god like what is going on so it's like it it does feel really like oh like charged to get a mixed reaction on material that's like that's really vulnerable but I mean like at the end of the day, I really believe in the material. And I think it's probably like my favorite thing to talk about because it feels it's cathartic and if people have been through trauma, they can relate. So I I still do it anyway. But I love that you organized a show around it because I suppose like the adverse reaction you could get from certain audience members would be in a situation where, you know, they came out to a comedy club and didn't want to hear about rape because of something in their own 
life. You know, they came, they came out there to laugh or whatever. And I thought Margaret Cho mm-hmm. had some sort of experience with something like that. Um, but by kind of organizing a show around it, they know what they're getting into. So it's yes. a perfect situation. Exactly. Like the, the thing is like people know that they're coming to a show about trauma and if they, you know, it, and I totally understand like Kelly and I really don't want anyone to feel like, you know, not prepared to feel emotions that they weren't uh, like equ- prepared or feel like they, they're not ready to hear about, you know, that yeah. we don't want to like, do that, but to organize a show around that where people are like, okay, I'm ready to hear about this. That is like, that's like ideal, you know? And so how are you, I mean, since you've been doing the material, it sounds like at first you were like, you know, are gonna, people are gonna believe it or are people gonna think I'm joking? Yeah. Like how has, um, you know, your assessment of their reaction changed over time? Like in the, in the perfect situation, are these people, you know, are they laughing? Are they crying? Are they coming after you afterwards and saying, well, here's my experience? You know what? I've actually, I've, th- that was actually the most um, shocking thing to me, how so many people after I would do material about it, like in particular, like men, I think, gay men, like straight men, even, like, like men, and come up to me being like, oh my, like that happened to me. And like, thank you for saying that and joking about that. And like, I, I, the response of laughter, I think is beautiful because that's like identification, like response of like feeling emotional. And that is also a response of identification. But like people, um, I think uh, like queer people and um male identifying people like come up and um say like you know thank you because i feel like i'm i'm co-opting something as well but it's like you know the, your experience is is also valid you know right and so like what, what can you say to those people i mean you know is there any resources that you've come across and just kind of like you know what helped you get through the trauma to the point you were comfortable talking about it on stage yeah i think a, a therapy is very, very helpful. Doing a treatment, EMDR has helped me, which is like a, a treatment for trauma. I, I re- yeah, I recommend talking about it in therapy because I think me being able to give it a voice in therapy was like, you know, grounds for me to like, you know, open up about it on stage and maybe be a little more okay with it than I feel like if I didn't open up about it in therapy. And what, what angles can be funny? Like, you know, like you're not, you know, going up there and saying, I, I got raped, you know, it's, of course, that in and of itself, but that's not really the name of the show. The show is, you know, what, Rape Victims, rape victims are Horny, horny too. too. So that's, yeah. the, that's one of the angles that can be funny. Yeah. And so I think like, you know, kind of pointing at, because a lot of like uh, victims of rape and trauma can relate to like the fact that it's like you are, you know, there's something you can find funny in... I think I, I have a joke about like sometimes because for me, I, um, I was raped in the Lower East Side and whenever I like, you know, there's just something about like walking around the neighborhood that's like, and I don't remember where it was. So it's like, I walk around the neighborhood like, hmm, like, wh- like just, or just here. Yeah, like, like, where's Waldo? You can just like trying to like be a detective or there's certain things that you can like, that I try to find that's like, something humorous or like the fact that you know really rape victims are horny too like we're like like 
laughing and it's like yes we're still like horny as fuck and want people to tell us we're hot and like but yeah. also like don't touch us and like please, <laughs> like, like like please keep your distance but like please tell me i'm the hottest person in the world or I'll go crazy well like yeah and i guess what my question there is i mean i mean one thing i like about the fact you're doing this show based around this is you're drawing the right people to you like meaning any any guy who comes yeah. up to you after the show is going to uh you know know that you're a rape victim you know, in case anybody who, you know, is just a little bit, you know, weirded out, like, oh, how am I, you know, like, oh, should I touch them? I don't know. Like, so, so you're drawing yeah, the right people yeah, to yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. like, when did you typically, for somebody you just meet on an app or in real life or something, not at your show, at what point do you bring it up in the, in, in the kind of relationship yeah. uh, series of steps? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, for me, I haven't been on many dates in the past two years because I'm just, I'm still like, you know, like trauma stuff is still very uh, charged for me. And I still feel, you know, not, not in like the most stable place, but I've now gone on a little bit more dates and I, I've, uh, you know, some people that I, 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 I used to be like really hesitant about it, but I think, you know, I think it's like, I'll, I'll tell before like a sexual experience that might go on, like, you know, about like, some boundaries that I have or things okay. so that they know that it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah, you're like, well, when I say that I don't like certain things, they're not suggestions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you choking me is going to really be a deal breaker. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just like, um, like I want to let people know why I don't feel comfortable, why like I don't feel comfortable with certain things because it's like, um, and like a part of me always feels guilty for bringing it up, but it's like, no, I have to like stand and like, I have to stand in that and own it. And it's like, and if they can't accept that, then it's like, fuck off. Yeah. Wow. All right. And then, you know, what other kind of stuff, you know, you know, there's a lot of shit going down right now with the protests. And that was one, one thing we we're going to talk about. Um, and I guess I was uh, coming from the perspective of, you know, ooh, you know, if I'm just a straight white dude, you know, you know, should, should I be protesting? And I think you said something like, you know, in our previous, oh, yeah, you were like, uh, dude, everybody can protest. And no, I mean, like no one should feel like that all any qualms about like, is it my place? Like, is it like, no, imperfect protest is how you should do it. Like you, like people have to speak up, like no matter how guilty or like weird or like, you know, what, whatever, like uh, you got to do it because like, that's how everyone has to put in their voice. Yeah. And what I like too is that people are starting to, you know, not only is the video of the the, the murder just 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 insane, like people have not been shocked enough by that shit in the past. And now, what might be more likely to shock people is the fact that a bunch of bunch of white people are getting fucking beat down by the cops. I mean, you know, I don't want anything like that to happen, but it totally is to the point where that in and of itself might be shocking enough to spur some people to change. It's like, I mean, now you know somebody who's gone to protest and fucking got kettled or whatever. Like, you know, once once it's your white brother doing that, it hits close to home where people might start actually really asking for real change. And like, everyone has to be involved. Yeah. You can't like be... And I've even noticed like within the past week, people have like lightened up on some things and it's like people on Twitter started posting their jokes and I'm like, do you like someone yesterday was like found dead in California. Wow. Like that, like, I don't know. Like it's like pe there, there was a lot of pressure and you could see that there was like some, there was actionable, there were actions being done. 
you could see that there was some change happening. And now that it's like lining up, it's a little bit like, no, you got to keep the, your foot on the gas. Yeah. And luckily, since everybody's out of work, they're going to be able to keep the protests up longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is not something where everybody's going to be going to work instead. It's like, no, nobody's yeah. got a job. And also there's less to pay attention to. Like meaning, you know, there's less sports going on and stuff like this. And so this is like one of the only shows in town. And just hopefully all these, you know, factors come together. The confluence of these factors can be such that we're actually going to have real change coming on. You know, I think it took yeah. pictures of, you know, people being, you know, shot with fire hoses and fucking having dogs sicked on people back in the 60s that led to the Civil Rights Act. So let's hope the legislation can get passed. Yeah, and like even back then it was known as like the, the thought of like um, civil of um, civil rights was like radical back then. And now, now today it's like defunding the police, that seems radical. Like changing the system, that seems right, but it's really not. Yeah. And is there any other changes that you would protest? I mean, like, just generally before this happened, um, or I suppose it's always been an issue that you could protest, but is there something in your own life that you would not only join the march, but lead the march? I think for things like um, uh, something that I would uh, protest or like really advocate for is like really um, teaching a chapter on like um, sexual assault and rape and like family and in like sex ed in, in high yeah. school and like really like drilling that in education systems and like because you know that you, you learn in sex ed I mean what do you really even learn and you just you learn about STDs I mean like great cool yeah. like you using protection but it's like you don't learn about um consent you don't learn about and you don't even really learn about like um queer like like queer any things about like um queer sex or, or like yeah. that whole thing so there there are a lot of uh like advocating for rape victims and also like um that yeah that's something I, I feel really strongly about now is consent some of the you know jokes that come out of your you know is consent one of the funny angles like you know now going forward consent is uh you know at least you know more people are learning that consent is something that should be affirmatively given and, and given out loud in words and not just kind of yeah silence know. isn't consent like you know <laughs> this like you it, you can't like body language isn't cons like you know it's like you have to really like say yeah is there any jokes you're kind of doing that as far as you know now that people uh you know dates you've gone on where people have been a little bit weird about consent like as far as like just been a little awkward because consent was something that had to be affirmatively given or yeah i mean like me and uh kelly like joke about it say like you know um just like in our we like point out that it's like you know Porn is not like some of the scenes in porn are like literal rape. Yeah, and so that's people's ideas of what sex is. Like yeah. that, like literally, like what what's shown in porn is is like oftentimes like like rape. And so it's like you can't you you can't like think like that's an idea of what like sex is. And given that's the case, you know, is there anything you know after the after the crime, after your sexual assault, was is there anything in porn that became a trigger after the fact? Um, Highly personal question that you don't need to answer, but I'll throw it out. Yeah, there. like, damn, Brian. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the hard hitting, like, I always ask the toughest questions of comics because everybody's pretty open and honest. Yeah, no, so feel free see. to yeah, just totally do a non answer. Be like, well, well the yeah, what I'm into is this. Yeah, yeah, porn that feels like super. I don't know, like forceful, like that to me is like, I, I, I don't like that. 
Okay. And I and I didn't really even like that before, but like after that, it's like I can't I can't want. And it's like you know you have to recognize that some of the things they do in porn is like actual like assault and rape. And you in in real life you have to you can't do that even like because everyone in this generation watches porn and if that's your idea of what sex is that's it's kind of it's like fucked up well it was a perfect answer and feel free to have me edit it out after the fact but this is one of those uh topics that could be taught could be taught in dylan adler's sex ed class yes you know, the relationship between porn and, and people's just work for yes and concern. that's like what we talk about in our show too uh, like in, in like a comedic way and is that coming you know as rape victims are horny too is that uh being you know done on zoom now uh, we did one online version that was really, really fun. Okay. Um, but uh, we're not doing it on Zoom. We're, me and Kelly, we, we used to do, well, before, uh, three weeks ago, we, we would do like a variety show on Zoom, not, not doing maybe one song from that show, but mostly we just do like silly improvised songs. Yeah, because you play, well, you play piano, keyboard? Yeah, play piano. Uh... It's, it's, so are you in all their bands? I mean, doesn't she have a, a band with Julie Pinheiro? Yeah, she's in a band that's called Boys Drool. And you're, and not, in, you're not in that? Yeah, I'm not in it. What the and, heck, man? Is it because you're a boy and boys drool or what? Um, no, I get it. Boys suck. <laughs> um, uh, yes, uh, but like, I think, yeah, she has some really great music out there. You should check them out. But Boys. so you do, you did some of those songs in one of your shows. And, you know, and Rape Victims are people too. You guys are doing a lot of music then. Yeah, and Rape Victims are Horny too. It's like all music. It's like musical comedy. It, and we wrote it in two months and we put it up and the response we got, like, I, it was like probably one of the, one of the like best nights of my life. The whole thing's a musical? Yeah. Not, not like a musical, like a story. Like, it's okay. not like Dear Evan Hansen, but it's like, <laughs> could you imagine? It's just but a like, series of songs. It's a series of songs and it has kind of a story and it's like, Kelly's story, my story, like how we, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, that. I've never been more proud of yeah. something, I think. I love that. I'm so you really kind of have a little story about your, a little song about your story. She has a little song about her story and then you guys yeah. come together. How we come together and like how, what shared trauma, what the shared experience of trauma feels like. And it's so crazy how so many things that I was talking about when we were writing it, like Kelly been to the same thing too, like, because we've had, therapist before that like victim blame and like who the they're like these boomer people who like are like well i mean what how much how much did you drink it's like and what were you <laughs> like seriously it's like are you fucking kidding me like my therapist yes. is gaslighting me <laughs> so we we have so many shared experiences and like it's just um it's it's insane and a lot of people have the same experience too so. Well, it's, it's so it's so great to see that, and I would love to see even a musical. Like if you guys were to, you know, just fucking tie it all tie it all together in just a big old musical, I would fucking pay pay ten bucks on iTunes to see that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'll look at Dylan Adler. At, it's uh, going Dylan, to grocery money. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan Adler six to see what your next uh, Zoom show is or whatever. Yeah, you're also, yeah. Are you DylanAdler.com? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, my website is. Uh, DylanAadler.com okay. uh, on Instagram, at underscore, and on Twitter, at DylanAadler6. Well, I'm going to have to warn you, if I don't see some of this musical thing on iTunes soon, man, I'm going to have to uh, protest. Because I learned yes. from Dylan Adler, I could protest. 
Yes, and you can create change and force us to make it. We're, we're going to do, we are like, we're, we're planning the next thing. We want to make like an album. We want to record the songs yes. so people can listen to them. Dude, I would totally listen. That's so fucking cool. Dylan Adler, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. This was, this was great.